You are listening to the Champ 3 Podcast. All views expressed in this podcast are opinion and subject to the individuals who state them. Join us each week as we follow Rocket League from its collegiate perspective. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitch, and YouTube. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Champ 3 Podcast. It's where the casters, the gameplay, and even the hot takes have a tendency to be Champ 3. How are your ranks, by the way, everybody? Unranked, currently. <laughs> okay, I know that feel. That's the caster vibe right there. Uh, Mitch? Yeah. I let Bob go first for a reason. Hearts <laughs> of Champ 2, uh, peak, peak GC... But I was I was hard carried, so I love this podcast because it really reflects me and my skill and my thinking level and everything that's Mitch related. <laughs> I love it. Again, folks, it's the Champ Three Podcast. Kendo Slice here, your normal host, alongside Vaudible, as well as Mitch Mosey, and we're gonna be covering North America Collegiate Rocket League from top to bottom. And we want to get right into it, folks. Reaction. Week number one of play. And Mitch, I brought you in for a reason. I'm so excited about the fact that Mexican representation is here. <laughs> and on day number one, Wednesday night, they showed up. Oh, yeah. They they did big time. And by the way, this does not exist. I was trying to like symbolize the, the rams. What are the horns? This is, this is not a thing. That's a college, by the way, from my hometown. They don't do this at all. But it would, it would look really cool on podcast, wouldn't it? Uh, they did show up. They, they showed up at probably... It's that broadcast buff that they got mm -hmm. because, it, it, unfortunately for them, and we'll get to that a little bit later, but the record is not great at the moment. But what it mattered most when the lights were yeah. the brightest, when it was prime time for the Borregos, they did what they needed to do. And golly, they went 3-0. and Are you kidding? We were freaking dancing, singing in I, the booth. We are having a blast we, we, over I, there in the Spanish broadcast. I, I, actually, have, I actually have the clip of y'all singing Ooh. and dancing. So we're we're going to show that off right now live on the screen. Oh, well, maybe I'm not going to. There we are. Here we are. Fools, dog. Fools. Oh my! What a time! A blast, dude! A blast! A blast! And we were talking about this. Um, I, I think we had a little debrief session. I, I don't know if it was right after or the, or the following day, but um, we were talking about. It, it, the attention that this is bringing to the Mexican scene. Like, mm -hmm. we got, not only we got one of the best teams in the, in the Mexican scene right now representing the, the whole entire nation, but at the same time, we are getting noticed by the mainstream. We are getting, yeah. because of clips like that and performances like those, we're getting tweeted by the main College Carval account, and we're getting recognized. And I love the shouts, the shout-outs from the, from the mainstream broadcast and talking about how we got the Spanish broadcast and we got the Spanish community involved. And honestly, it would have been a little bit of heartbreak if Borrego did not go through the second qualifier because they failed to do so in the in the fall one. Oh but man. It was just it was <laughs> the stars aligned, dude. The planet said, here you go. Let's have the first team go through as soon as we got the 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 Spanish broadcast going. And it was just perfect timing. And I think having the three and all sweep was just the best way to cap it off. Absolutely. And I, I, I do have to ask though, given the fact they started yeah. out three and on the stream, we gotta focus a little bit on the other things as well. They did yeah. lose to Boise. Two and three, a really good effort against Utah. Mitch, if you had to give them a grade, how do you think Borregos did in their first week of CRL play? Oh, I don't want to be biased at all. It's so hard to be not biased, but you're going to be with me on that when we get to the northern uh, part of NA. But 
I want to say I'm not good at grading systems, by the way, when it comes to the USA. <laughs> I'm a I'm a zero to hundred, not a, a that's fair, BC, that's fair. B and A, but I think I think I'm looking at what what is passing seventy C. Mm-hmm. Is that that's right? I want to say C. I mean, you're not doing your best work right now, but you're definitely putting a heck of a fight up three and zero. Speak for itself. Uh, it, it was a, you were on the receiving end of the sweep to open up your season, but but then you went a distance game five. You gotta have short term, excuse me, short term memory for those. And if that that's game five, you lose after sweeping another team, you can shrug those off, and you can you can dust yourself up and, and get back up up on your feet or, or your hoofs if you're the Borregos. And, <laughs> and keep on going. But I think I think it's passing. I think they're passing right now. Of course, it's not the 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 dream scenario of, of going undefeated. Nobody's gonna ever gonna think about that when you start a season. But one and two is nothing to be ashamed of, especially if you lost the game five. You sweep one team. You receive a sweep. I think they're in the perfect position to just make a run for it this entire spring split. Vaudible, I have to ask reaction to that. What is your grade for Varegos in the first week? Yeah, I'd have to agree, especially because a lot of teams are still getting into their comfort zone. This is the first time for Borregos to be in this kind of a league play format as well. As far as I'm understanding, I believe this is also the first time that the Enjoy League is starting up too, if they are a part of that. So seeing them play in this kind of a format, getting that first win crucial because that gets all the fans in initially. And then going so close to Utah and also Cal Poly, they've been in the league for such a long time as a school. They also went to game five and lost to Utah. So Utah, they're just doing really good for themselves. So I definitely say a passing grade like you did, Mitch. Well, we do have a lot of notable starts. The first week getting started in the CRL is one of the most important parts of making it through. For teams like Columbia, it's usually when they start on an undefeated streak and never get any sort of challenge their way. True. But for the teams that are right there on the cusp at the end of the season, these weeks are just as important as those penultimate ones, week four and five, respectively. Were there any teams that stood out to you as far as notability, Mitch, here in week number one? Uh, I and I disclosed this on the <laughs> in the green room. I disclosed it in front of the people because the people need to know. I I'm getting familiar with CRL. Of course, Liquipedia. Shout out to everybody <laughs> involved volunteering, and they they've given me such an opportunity to get involved with anything that I was not there in chat or there on Twitch. And Liquipedia is doing a great job keeping me informed. But I was not familiar with CRL. I was a casual. And now I get to be a part of, of the, the front seat. And I get to be a part of watching everything from the first point of view. <laughs> Without much experience, I can say that I enjoyed how the matches went. I don't think we got... I, and I can say this with a little bit of bias, I am honest. But the only... not It's not that it was not good Rocket League, but it was a sweep. The sweep win by Borregos was the only... Um, Less rock league of a match or the bottom <laughs> in the in that category because it was a sweep. If you're not yeah. a Borregos fan, you're gonna be like, ah, oh, sweep. Okay, I should have not maybe not watched that. <laughs> but everything else, quality. It was three and one. We went to game five. We went to like four overtimes in a row. And if, if I were to pick anything in particular that surprised me was uh, the resiliency out of Ball State and and the head to head to open up the the broadcast with Akron mm-hmm. Gold and Akron Blue. Yes, those probably are the matchups that really caught my eye. And I said, "Holy crap! I missed a lot of CRL. Like I should have <laughs> been watching this for the longest. I'm not so sure why I didn't." Absolutely, and I would agree with you completely. I I actually had that in my notes. <laughs> because of how dominant a start for Ball State it looks to be. It was, it was fairly good here in the early on. Another one that kind of piqued my interest is kind of a surprise to me, Penn State. We'll keep it in the States uh, for colleges. They start out 0-2, and it would be one thing if it was 0-2 against a, a couple of extremely notable teams, and they were notable teams. <laughs> and North I was about Blue to say, Kendo, what are you talking about? Stockton, but they did not get but a single win in that. And that's a little thing. It's a little bit worrisome for me. It's a lot to worry about, I'd say for Penn state, but as you said as well, the two teams that they faced off against Northwood blue and Stockton Stockton, this isn't the Stockton we saw before. 
Tony Pizza, Anthony 8 Pizza is here to stay and to play for this roster. And he's been popping off for them as well. The way that they've been performing has been immaculate so far. And they've done so well, even against Indian River State College. They beat them there, uh, talking about Stockton specifically. Mm -hmm. And Indian River State College, remind you, they got third out of all of CRL last semester. And it's the same roster. Yeah. Uh, three and one, Indian River. Three and one against Penn State. And... I put a lot of good on Penn State's name because what they have done ever since CRL Worlds and the run that it took for them to get there has been very impressive. And Coconut has looked like a leader on that team, despite all that happened leading up to CRL Worlds. <laughs> oh, man. So, like Oof. mental fortitude right there to just stick with it. And then on top of it, continue to be a leader, continue to develop themselves. That's the type of stuff you love to see. But for Stockton, a two and one, a lot of good, maybe a little bit concerned about a Kennesaw two and three loss because- Kennesaw's looking good. Yeah, Kennesaw is looking very good. But at the same time, if you're gonna three and one IRSC and you're gonna three and one Penn State, I feel like there should be a series win there. That's fair, that's fair. Well, the funny thing about that, too, is like I had IRC versus Kennesaw State on my stream the other day, and it went all the way to game five overtime back and forth between that entire series. And you could have flipped a coin and it would have been either of those two teams coming out on top. So really keeping it close against that kind of a roster for Stockton bodes well for them, because no doubt both of those teams are going to be competing for top eight spots this semester. Absolutely. And of course, we got manager Valkyrie in the <laughs> chat right now going off about Stockton. Love to see it. Love the love given as well in the chat and support for the product that we got going down here. Uh, a couple other surprising results for me. Uh, UT Arlington. Also, same category as Penn State. 0-2. Yet another team with just a single win. Here's where it's concerning to me. They, they took the L against Long Beach. This was a team that we thought maybe podcast uh, <laughs> top three. I, oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that was on my stream, too. And, uh, yeah, none of us expected Long Beach to get that victory. But uh, that's just UTA when it comes to, like, their regular season matches. Like, sometimes they do well, sometimes they don't. And I feel like Samba, I know he's listening some of these times. Uh, he likes to troll a lot. And that's what happened in that series a couple times. going through some of these additional results anything else uh show up to you mitch oh well let me look at my notes real quick <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be something lovely you know what there, there's something there's something so lovely and this this just brings me back i've been doing something anything related to esports for two plus years now and uh this is bringing me back to that first steps baby steps of getting into a scene and recognizing names and recognizing talent. And it's like this unbeatable aura of, of them coming into the series and just taking what's theirs, which is the W and they, they're not taking no for an answer. And I, and I feel that from a lot of teams, I feel like I'm wrong most of the time, but, but it just feels like from week, well, not week one, but broadcast number one, you can already tell who is just as confident as one can be, especially in Rocket League, which is a 90% mental game. But I, I feel I, I see a lot of Indian River praise, and then I, I, I look at the match and I go like, "Well, they fast." Like, <laughs> like I, 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 it's not like it's not something that you can yeah. fix mid-match, and it's something it's not something that you can try and strategize in between uh, the series with a tactical timeline. It's something that you gotta prepare for with weeks, if not months in advance and and it's something that i'm finding a lot of joy and i'm finding a lot of joy in discovering these uh teams to beat and we in the spanish broadcast of course we are a little bit blindsided with history <laughs> because it's 32 teams with a lot of people and a lot of moving parts and but it's so fun to throw out predictions and say you know what Akron blue Akron gold i think Akron's gonna take it <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then watch this one be one of the best series of the evening and watching it be somehow it's crazy yeah it's just it's so rewarding to find just a little bit of surprise in every single series. It brings me back a lot to those 
those initial esports days. But man, I'm having a blast. West is definitely my forte at the one because of Borregos. <laughs> I'm struggling because they are struggling. Like it, it just, it just. It's so gotten tough. weaker. It's gotten weaker for sure since the last semester because they've had some transfers go on, some people graduate. This is the last semester for all, like most of the people Ooh, yeah. at UTA as well, and some of the other colleges too. I think. Uh, for what is it columbia college one of the players is also graduating this semester too so a lot of these teams this is the last time you're going to be seeing them which is going to be crazy looking over the next semester because east is getting even stronger with all these crazy recruitments going on oh yeah oh yeah and this is, this is probably the stupidest comparison you're ever gonna hear someone make about rocket league but i was a theater kid if you can tell uh by my by what? my what? <laughs> he was in theater and he was a kid um one of, one of those things that that i can relate to like we, we had one of those stars like about to graduate he's about to take this final like sat or whatever it is you take to graduate he's called uh, i forget what it's called whatever uh he was about to graduate and, and the directors were like we gotta create a masterpiece like a, the best of send-offs ever right so you gotta have like this huge moment and take advantage of it and then you put great pieces around it. I feel the same way with how the storylines evolve. With we're gonna have our one of our best players move on, and it's great to hear. But it's also it's gonna be a big hit to our department. Gotta make a great team and a great split out of this one because we're not gonna have this same chance ever again. Make sure you explode it and take it all the way. And, and I, I'm not too sure. I haven't talked to the Borregos. We were supposed to have a garden asada before the season started. Now, kind of <laughs> Still have off. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're on our way. We need to celebrate, dude. But um, uh, I don't know how much time they have left in, in uh, Tecnologico Monterrey. I don't know if they're uh, second year. I think it's a four-year uh, college degree over there. So hopefully it's a long run because it's one of the best, if not the best team in Mexico. Uh, right now, and it's unfortunate that probably because one is a regeneration higher or a generation lower, that team will have to part ways. And I never thought about that. Story. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's heartbreaking. Mercy. And you, I do want to go really quick with one last bullet point to our reaction of week number one. And that is taking a look and peek up north. For what I find a little bit surprising, of the Canadian teams represented... The team that has had the best showing in week one is Alberta. Two and one. Valley Field, 0 oh and two. They start off with a loss against Rochester and Seton Hall, another team that we thought had, you know, the stuff. Uh, Laval, stuff. We're, we're able to uh, get a win on IRSC, which is good, but they also ended up going up against both Northwoods. They had a terrible first week as far as the schedule went strength the schedule number back. one <laughs> exactly that's true yeah because that's another one that we had on my stream and uh it was crazy because it was me and uh billy that were casting that one so we had two canadian casters not really rooting for the canadian team but it worked out that way either way shout out to a slayer who uh got that all set up for us though uh from irsc who's been very uh, grateful for him to have us stream their matches there. But uh, yeah, it, it went the distance. I mean, that was a very intense series to say the least. It almost went to five games specifically, but it was like overtimes, very close between them. But Laval, they were hungry after facing both Northwoods back to back in the same day. It had a little bit of a breather. Then they came back there. So I'm excited to see how they do in the rest of the semester. But they got arguably the top, like one, the top two teams in the East, technically outside of Fisher, that they already took on in that first week. So it's only up from there, basically. <laughs> Absolutely. We move on to the next portion here. Got to talk about big matchups. We've talked about the past. Let's talk about the future. The big matchups for week number two. And I'm, I'm looking at the B stream to start. I see Penn State versus Rochester. And I asked the question, are these records reverse? I know, right? <laughs> Going into it, you wouldn't think that. <laughs> I don't know how many people had Rochester going 2-0 in the first week uh, just to start things off. Or Penn State. If you had both of those on your bingo card, definitely uh, DM me a good place to buy some sort of uh, ticket. Uh, we won't yeah, exactly. No, no value uh, specifically. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no inherent, uh, <laughs> no inherent value underwriting here. 
<laughs> that one surprises me a little bit. I think that one's going to be an interesting streamer on the B stream. Uh, do you have any on the B stream, Mitch, that's coming up that you, you might be interested in? No, or any matchup in week two that you'd be interested in? Let's see, baby. Give me some juice. Um, I definitely want to see where Aiken Gold goes. After the last week matchup, I am a. I lived in Texas for three years. I'm not. I think I'm hitting like the Rocket League community right yeah. in the heart. I think a lot, a lot of the Rocket Leaguers or Rocketeers, as I like to say, are are Texas based, and I, and I'm fond of Texas Tech. And it was tough seeing them uh, not be able to finish the job against Alberta because they were strong starters, not as strong finishers. But I want to see where Texas Tech goes with that. Of course, I got to support Monterey, and I love. I love that we're also facing like it's. I feel like you're getting revenge for the other yeah. Mexico team that North Texas knocked out right at the end. They had to reverse sweep them to win. It was crazy. Uh, I mean, I, my heart is a little bit torn, but I gotta go with my hometown. My hometown is where the heart is fully there, not not just a percentage. But that one should be fun as heck. And then if I'm looking at the A stream. Ball State got to be something to watch for sure. I feel for Acre and Blue because Indian River is going to be a tough-ass matchup. Excuse me. Excuse my French. <laughs> no, you're I'm, fine. I'm feeling Canadian. I'm feeling Canadian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got my French out. Colombia is going to be a tough watch. Uh, well, not for Colombia, uh, but for Polly. A prayer's out there. And then Arlington, I need that bounce back. And North Texas, I don't think it's going to allow it as Texas well. Texas showdown. Yeah. It should be a great week, too. Now that I look at it, I love the Mastership, by the way. Yeah. I love, I love, this guy breaking a little bit of a fourth wall, like the Kool-Aid, man. I feel like it, this is probably the most prep work I've not only had to do, but had done for the production. Like, we get Master Sheet after Master Sheet, and yeah. we get this whole schedule, and it's making everything so much easier. I love Wikipedia, by the way. Everyone who contributes and volunteers. But, man, it's a different beast out here when you get, like, oh, here's your doc. And you get, like, links, hyperlink cells, <laughs> and you get names and point POC. And, whoa. Like, it just makes my life so much easier. And now that I get the full week to schedule, it's not only going to be a great blast casting B stream, but then watching A stream because there's a lot also on the line. And then, unfortunately, for the Spanish broadcast, we only do Wednesdays for now, at least for this split. Hopefully, we can change that for next fall. But I, you, I, I am there. I'm hyped up in chat for A stream. And I, I feel like it's an opportunity. I know it's a growing community in the Spanish side of things, but I get the opportunity of hosting on Wednesday and just balling out. Yeah. Uh, on Thursday, oh, yeah. just be like, bro, let's go. <laughs> like, I'm a fan now. Like, I can watch instead of having to alternate and all tab. And so Thursday should be also a great day for Sierra. If you had to throw out a prediction, uh, Monterey goes up against North Texas. Ooh. Looks to be one of the last games on the B-Stream Wednesday night. How are you feeling about the Barregos' chances against a, well, a powerhouse in the West? I am going to say... Game five dub. I think oh, for some reason Borrego is gonna be that. like a very black and white team. I feel like they because I watched them qualifiers very closely. I feel like they're either on their best behavior or they're not on it. That that exact uh, five game series or a three tops you they're getting swept. It, it's it's very one way or the other. No middle of the spectrum. And, and that one is going to be, we're going to see a lot of mirror results for Monterey in their season. They've already been swept. They've already swept. They've already been beat in game five. I think it's a game five victory and chance to redeem themselves. And I think that's going to be a pattern for the remainder of the season. It's also going to be nice, too, because Texas is so close to Mexico as well. So they have better ping, I'm sure, compared to some of the other matches that are out there. The hard taco shell versus the soft taco shell. <laughs> it should be one to remember. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that got real. It'd be even better if we were hosting that in El Paso. You know what I mean? Yes, dude. Imagine. Oh, man. They're going to be freaking out about the Alamo. Okay, no chill, dude. We're only here for the W. We're only here for the W. We don't want anything else. <laughs> want to focus in a little bit on the A stream. It looks like all the stream matches, at least for now, have been uh, solidified. And I'm looking yes. down this dock, and I. <laughs> Smashes are always subject to change, folks. That's the fun yeah, thing. Yeah, always an That's asterisk hard. when we talk about these matches. Until day of, and about two hours before, these matches 
have an opportunity to two. change <laughs> until game two. You never know who's not going to be there. I mean, there might be another snowstorm in Texas. Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> Oof. Oof. But on the A stream, that, that first matchup looking so good oh, to me. Yeah. yeah, two and I'm one so Stockton against a one and one West Virginia. And I, I see this as a true test for this new Stockton roster. You're looking at a game that it probably has heavy dividends on the back end of the season. This may be the rub match between these two teams and their ranking. And if I had to guess, they're most likely going to be fighting over a top five spot. Oh, very likely, just based on the way that they've been both performing so far. But WVU, I feel like they have so much potential. They didn't live up to it last semester. Like, looking at the, the fall, they were sixth place when a lot of people were saying they should be top three specifically, and they just kind of struggled throughout the majority of it. But they did decently in the playoffs. They didn't really do as well as they would have liked to. So I'm sure they're coming back with a vengeance this time, especially with eyes on the prize being the world championship, because a lot of teams looking for that. And specifically, a lot of teams that were there last time, they're not making reappearances, at least for now, depending on how LCQs go. Completely agree with you there. And yeah, as I look down the line, like Seton Hall, Ball State, Indian River, Akron Blue. That's going to be a good one. <laughs> Columbia, Cal Poly. I, I highlight that one just due in part to, it's when you think Cal Poly has no chance at all, did they, they beat them come last out time? Of nowhere. I, 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 think I, I gotta remember that the they past. were the one who did. I, I think that was the team that beat them. It was. I, Cal Poly yeah. beat them in game five last semester. That's what it was. I knew it was like them and UNLV who beat them. And that's, you know, Columbia College are not going to be doing any funny business in that series. Yeah. But if they lose it again, that's, I'm, I'm going to go crazy. It's unreal at that point. You, you got the world enders in Cal Poly. And then, yeah. of course, UTA, NT, that is always a very big rivalry match. The teams, uh, the college is 30 minutes away from each other, being in Arlington and Denton, respectively. You know, you draw the big old Dallas-Fort Worth triangle, and you, you, you're you in there. That's going to be a good one. I mean, that's always a good matchup. And North Texas, they've pretty regularly beaten UTA in a lot of those matches as well, just kind of looking back at the last semester, too. They lost to UTD at that time as well, but... Uh, UTA actually last semester beat UNT 3-1. So it's been kind of back and forth between those two. And UNT, I mean, that school's been in CRL since yeah. it started. And wow. what do they have? They're like a 100th league play match last semester. So now wow. they're just continuing as many more matches as they can have as a school. And they're continuing to qualify. So something's working there. <laughs> it's amazing to think that you can have that kind of longevity in any sort of organized play. And UNT, despite being, a, I don't want to say a revolving door, but they have done a great job of doing what college is supposed to do, graduating really good student athletes in the eSport realm and bringing up stars. You can go back through. I think all the way back to CRL1 where you had Pac. Oh, Pac was so awesome. The mustache. Oh, yeah. Give it to... <laughs> that is... The, the, so much character in one mustache. That's all I'm going to say on that. But yes, a lot of longevity goes into UNT. And they're going to be... That may end up being their first game of the season if they don't get one in today or tomorrow. The way they start, going to be very important. Uh, Bob, any other matchups in week, uh, week two that you think are worth highlighting? And maybe you want to throw a prediction out on one of them. Well, we do need to talk about Penn State and Rochester because that one went to game five. I believe Penn State won it, and that might have been one of the matches for them to get a leg up over them to actually qualify for the championships for the Eastern Conference or yes. the Eastern Conference playoffs, excuse me, because Penn State, they went eight and seven. Rochester went six and nine. So that could have easily changed their position there. So this is going to be a huge series for both of those two schools especially with Rochester doing so well out, out the gate with the way that they've been performing. They're looking good since they started last semester. Now into this one, they've just gotten even more consistent. But prediction, though, I think Rochester is going to take this one. I mean, they did not the greatest as they could have last time, but they've been surprising a lot of teams. It's got to go to game five, though, if it does go to that point. I, I'm looking at Akron Gold, and of course you have... want to make sure that we... 
follow after you for the, the uh, action that's going to be going down. Kennesaw State, I believe, against Akron Gold. Yep. Going to be on your stream after this podcast. You don't want to miss that one. That'll be interesting because Akron Gold starting out 0-2. If they True. go 0-3, they are greeted by a terrible schedule. Fisher, in oh week no. number two. <laughs> Stockton, Indian River, and Fisher. If they go into that week two slog 0-3, I can't express enough. Akron Gold against Kennesaw must win. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, but if Kennesaw does win this, that's going to be huge for them, too, because they'd already have three wins under their belt in the second week at the start of it, too, against some really strong teams that are out there. So if Kennesaw State can get that victory, that's going to almost cement themselves. It's like a, a runner up for that uh, like top eight spots that we're competing for this semester, which I feel like you could flip a coin and have any number of teams be heads or tails. And that's going to be what the end result is at the end of these five weeks of league play. Mitch, I know you've seen Boise state just covering some of the action that last week in week number one on the uh, a stream, they ended up going up against San Diego state, which was a surprising loss. If I remember correct, they go up against North Texas as well in week number two what's going on with boise state do you think after seeing them in week one? Oof, i think oh man i uh, man i'm not a fan of the broncos because they treated my borrego so cool. <laughs> oh. but, but 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 you cannot deny the bright blue and orange like it's 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 something that you've always want to see thrive no matter where you see that bronco or logo Nonetheless, looking at the track history so far, at least in the spring, taking a sweep W against a team that's so inconsistent is not something that can secure you Ws throughout the rest of the season. And I think they're in the toughest possible spot for any team in any league play, especially round robin, because if you are inconsistent yourself, it's so much harder to know what you need to fix, what you need to prep, what you need to analyze and fix. And that's going to be probably their, their own journey by themselves. And that's the hardest one because it's off camera, off the pitch. It's, it's, it's analyzing yourself and looking yourself in the mirror. Hey, this is what we need to do. And probably look at it like baby steps. One step at a time. This next team, let's focus on A, next one on B. And then see it all the way to, to the bottom of the alphabet. Because I don't think, I don't think one, you have the time to look at the entire set of letters or two, they're going <laughs> to give you any time to fix that. Even if you had the month long or month long season, excuse me, um, it's really going to be a uh, stick and move, stick and move. And right now they, they, they've landed some shots. Some have hit many have missed. They lost all and three and two and three uh, uh, respectively in the last two series against uh, San Diego. And let me fix my miles real quick. <laughs> and and and, Dallas, and let's see what they they've already faced Texas. Let's see what they can what they can get out of North this time. But I'm not too sure if you can go in there with the best mentality when you are adjusting. That, that I think that's gotta be their biggest issue right now. Uh, Short term memory is spoken a lot in our in our um, Spanish broadcast, and, and we say that because we know how big it is in Rocket League. If you keep thinking about your one and two record, if you keep thinking you get swept. If you keep thinking that you were this close to being 3-0, you're going to start tripping yourself out. And, and you really need to focus on what's in front of you and your goal for that game, whatever strategy it is. Because I don't think if you look, I'd rather have an O and whatever number of games I can lose or a number of we can win an O record instead of having a very win one get one back win one get one back lose one get one back which i think is Borregos, is exactly what they're gonna do <laughs> but i i'd rather have as long as they get top eight that's all that matters <laughs> bro give me top eight Borregos, please Boise, why are you ruining us into a negative record but yeah I, I feel like boise has a lot of work to do i just hope that we can see it this week on the trl yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how they fare against north texas due to those early results one and two especially when you think about how they went undefeated for so long in the first portion of the split last, well, split. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I want to shift gears really quick and start talking about some Canadian 
collegiate hey. or Canadian collegiate rocket soccer. Did I say it right? Canadian yes, that's collegiate correct. Rocket I love soccer, Hannah. newly rebranded from O R or excuse me O C R S. Yeah. So, Vaudible, my understanding is you were covering it. Tell me a little about what was going on in the O C R S. So this is the first time that Canada has actually had direct spots going into the CRL Worlds LCQ. Uh, last go around, we had a couple different leagues that were doing it that were just kind of North America based. But we had two spots that were granted to the top two teams who made it to the grand finals for the OCRS. There is a $1,500 prize pool, a double elimination bracket across two different days. We had East and West, only four teams from the West, unfortunately, but uh they almost made top three. Alberta was the only CRL team participating because the Quebec teams didn't really realize, uh, talking about Valleyfield and Laval, that they could play. So they didn't play because it would have easily been probably Laval versus Valleyfield at the end of the day there. Nonetheless, uh, St. Clair, they were one step away from qualifying for CRL this semester. Well, they took the thing ultimately, got the $900 plus some uh, Logitech keyboards and uh, got one of those LCQ spots. So potentially can see them back making a run into the CRO World Championship for another appearance there. And University of Montreal, they had a uh, non-official team that just formed together and they got second place and almost took a series against St. Clair to get into that grand final. So they looked really good. TMU, I know Seb, he's, uh, that's his alma mater and he's a big fan of them. They got third place and like 240 bucks themselves. So Canadian Rocket League is getting a lot better and a lot more competitive. Some of the mainstays like Sioux College, we haven't really seen many rosters for, but having uh, OCRS, which used to just be Ontario Collegiate Rocket League, rebrand to Canadian uh, Collegiate Rocket Soccer makes it so it's much more inclusive for all of Canada for more events that they're trying to run in the future. And that's what it's all about. I, I love the fact that you low-key covered the uh, rebranding reasoning. Yes. <laughs> teams outside of Ontario... <laughs> We're not sure if we're supposed to be in here. Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. Canadian Collegiate Rocket Soccer going a long way. And St. Clair and Montreal going to be representing the org as the last chance qualifier slots. I got to ask, though. St. Clair, are we starting to see maybe a little bit of resurgence? Have they, so. have they solidified a starting three? Yes, yeah, they're they're starting three from. I actually have it right here. My my notes from the series uh, that they played. So it was Ramen, Spoods, and Christian. Christian came from Sioux College, was the starter for that school, and uh, unfortunately took the the great talent from that school, but worked out well for Saint Clair. They were so close to qualifying for CRL. It was Seton Hall who knocked them down. Uh, I think it might have been Game Five actually, and. It was really just Seton Hall being Seton Hall, where sometimes they're really good and sometimes they're really bad. Well, that time they were really good, unfortunately, for St. Clair. So they couldn't qualify that go around. But St. Clair, they've just been dominating the uh, CCA Opens for the most part from what I've seen, too. And they feel very confident of being one of the few teams making it through the LCQ and competing with some of those teams who don't have just a, a guaranteed spot based on how this league play is going to go for CRL. Then you throw in the fact Montreal beats Alberta. I, I put that down as a little bit notable. Yep. yep. Of these, of these <laughs> Alberta teams. was the fourth seed. They should have been the fourth seed according to the people competing in this. UBC, they also knocked them down in the lower bracket. And UBC, again, another one of those teams kind of similar to Seton Hall where sometimes they just pop off like crazy and sometimes they just do really bad in the qualifiers. Well, unfortunately, they just did really bad. But... We're now seeing more parity at the top with some of those teams that are out there. And it would have been interesting to see Laval and Valley Field compete. But unfortunately, they didn't realize that they could compete at the time. So we easily got our LCQ teams. But even then, Alberta, people into the community saying that they were the fourth seed out of all these different teams. Bodes well for St. Clair going through that LCQ. And even Montreal, now that they got one of that spots too. So the question kind of becomes... Do we start worrying about seeing St. Clair, Montreal, and maybe a little TMU in the future of CRL? Is Potentially. That we, I know we have to worry about Montreal and St. Clair as far as the LCQ spots. Yeah. Do you think there is a legitimate run that could happen from either of those two teams? Uh, definitely from St. Clair. Montreal, I feel like, just needs to fix some consistency issues. But, I mean, 
all of the Quebec teams that are out there have just been elevating their gameplay every single semester. And I know even if it doesn't happen this go around, maybe next time, I know Laval is basically bringing back the duo from old Valley field that was at the world championships, which is broken in Vegas and Tecos are going to be playing together in the fall. So that's going to be crazy. Even if none of these teams do well enough to make it into the world championship. Okay. We're going to move on to the final segment here, and it is one of my favorites because it gives everyone the opportunity to be as opinionated, as hot as they would like to be. We're going oh, to man. start with Mitch, and we're going to give you an opportunity to spit lava. Mitch Mosey, you have a hot take for week number two. I'm looking at the heavens because I need a little bit of grace down here because I think like I'm playing devil's advocate. I think I'm, I, I'm doing my worst work out here with what i'm about to say okay. i think we're gonna have a very back and forth record uh, uh, he's talking about borregos uh, we're gonna have a very <laughs> back and forth record with borregos and he they're not gonna make the cut farther than just being involved in league play but we're gonna see a lot of them uh in seattle in the future especially because mexico also got two spots in the in true the, in the last chance qualifier uh, we got we got uh, the Mexican Open, the El Alberto Universitario, uh, it, this exact month actually. So with the, with their league play performance, we're gonna be disappointed, but I believe that they're gonna go all the way into uh, into the World Championship LCQ. I'm not entirely sure what they're gonna do there. I just know that I I'm happy we got that clip week one. Like I yeah, that's the <laughs> highlight for now. Yeah, I think that's our peak, and I want to be wrong, but I've I've learned that I got to jinx them and I got to go against the current. If not, I'm gonna be even more disappointed. If I am disappointed and then right, I feel a little bit better. So I, I just say that it's gonna be downhill from here. I don't think they're gonna pick it back up. I think it's gonna be very difficult for them to find a rhythm, especially because you played time and time again. In qualifiers, but never in league play. And in qualifiers, you face people who mostly don't make the cut. And then you run into a wall with the teams that very consistently do. And this time, you're going and, and you face the wall every single week because it seems that they have all made it. So it's teams that have the credentials that also have a valid reason to be here. I don't think it's going to go anywhere but down, but I am hopeful for the LCQ and the World Challenge. I'm going to put you on the spot, Mitch. Ooh, ooh, this, is, this is the opportunity <laughs> this is the opportunity to have the most scalding take okay monterey goes up against columbia college yeah. this week okay who wins and what's the score line oh man <laughs> this is gonna sound is i'm gonna <laughs> contradict myself i <laughs> I am, I am, you know what I'm going to say because I'm going to contradict myself. It, I think, I think it's Borregos. I think, Let's especially, go! My, especially <laughs> my city, I think we have a tendency of, 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 of becoming very small against, against teams that we should be winning against and very big for the bright moments and, and, and broadcast buff. I said earlier, <laughs> it, it's something it's whenever we have to show, we show up whenever we are supposed to win, we don't win nothing. And, and I think it, it's something Something internal, something mental, something that I can bet my ten pesos that I'm fiddling with right now. That that it's it's something very Mexican-y. Like I think if you if you feel like you got it, you don't got it. And if you feel like you are you are being pushed away or denied or you're the underdog. Once you feel like you're the underdog, you can eat the world. And I think that's what Borregos is trying to do. The thing is, though, that once you talk about Borregos and, oh, it's going to be an even matchup, we flop. If you say, oh, they're going to eat Borregos alive, bro, prepare. Because I think that's what fuels us, especially in those uh, big moments and, and, and shining lights. I think you can make them as bright as possible, but they are not going to fold. It's just that when you turn them off, we get comfortable, and then we start sucking. <laughs> That's fair. That's the fair. mentality of a nation on display right there. I love it. I love it. I need more of that energy in my life. Vaudible, hot take. I don't think any Canadian team is making world championship this semester. What? And I hate to say it this time around, but the competition at the top is too good currently. I, I, there is a chance for some teams like Laval and Valleyfield, but they have not shown it in league play yet. This 
like season from last fall into the spring. Alberta, they're looking good now, but again, remind you, they went down to two teams who didn't even make CRL in the OCRS Winter Cup. They're looking okay right now, but they've only played three series. St. Clair might have a shot in LCQ, but LCQ, I think, is going to be the only chance for any Canadian team to make the World Championship right now. And I feel like I am also betraying, but maybe I'm just reverse jinxing here, too. Please but I that. hope they prove me wrong. Just right now, we have not seen it yet. Can, can we get a lifeline call on Seb? <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, Seb is uh, having a spider sense moment of a different type. He just oh. popped the peck <laughs> when okay. you said that. <laughs> Mercy. Whew. He might have he dropped 300 pounds at the gym right there. So, but I don't know that you can do that. Pyro is saying he's sending it to Sam. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I hope no. they prove me wrong. But right now, I have not seen it from these teams. Okay. My hot take this week, I'm going to go twofold. I, I want to make sure that I keep it on the... Uh, side of what team is going to do well, what team is not going to do well. So I do have a hot take reserved for that, but this one's more of a somber hot take. Of course, we went into this season with a couple of the broadcasts being cut, one from the A stream, one from the B stream. And my hot take, not as much a scalding hot take as you would normally expect from me. But I'm going to say it this way, and it's going to be an unpopular opinion just because it's the type of opinion you hear it and you're like, okay, yes, and I hate it. Thank you. <laughs> I hate it. The two streams being cut has provided so many opportunities for team streams, for small streamers to be able to broadcast CRL matches, up and coming commentators. I'm not going to name any names, Vaudible. Thank you for what you've been doing. But <laughs> giving, giving the opportunities to so many different people who don't always get the chance to commentate CRL. If you're at all interested in commentating, now is literally one of the best times to do so. And I. That is a hot take, mainly because myself, everyone who wants to, who, you know, may or may not be getting paid. Uh, wait, we get paid. I, I, to, to you guys are making part, money. Yes. <laughs> to be a part of these broadcasts, we hate it. But for the community, I feel like it has been a very good thing. And thank you to everybody who has been doing that in the community, the team members, the organizers within the collegiate programs, and True. of course the broadcasters, the commentators who have been getting involved in your stream VOD, as well as many other streams under the sun. There Shout out been, to Taco. Yeah, there has been total <laughs> oh, to. non-stop action for CRL this season. And it, it's something that when all those streams come back, I hope it doesn't change. I hope we're fuming at the ears with how much we have to catch up on all the things that we have to see. Okay, hot take as far as performance goes, Akron Gold. Akron Gold have a very tough week number two ahead of them. Yep. I'm not going to include the uh, the match that is going to be on your <laughs> stream, VOD, here, because I think that one That's can fair. go either way. But when it, it comes really can. to Akron Gold versus Stockton, IRSC, and Fisher. My opinion is this. They are going to 3-0, or they are going to 0-3. So win all three yep. series, yep. or they are going to lose all three series. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping of all hope that that has not come to fruition on the bottom half. If they end up losing three, oh, that, that throws a lot of predictions early on on this podcast specifically. <laughs> out the window <laughs> so, oof on a roof uh, folks reactions of course we always want to hear from you so we are on the outset of this podcast Make sure that you are following everyone involved today. You can follow Mitch at Mitch Mosey, Vaudible at Vaudible, both on Twitter, I believe, on Twitch as well. For yeah. 
Like it's the same name. Nobody's got a you know invisible hazard burrito. As a... <laughs> same name. I but love uh, him. I'm gonna start with Mitch. Go ahead and shout yourself out, my friend. Oh, brother, I'm not even going to shout myself because you did a wonderful job yep. at it. I'm going to shout out the league at Enjoy Esports yes. L. Letter L. Yes. We don't catch L's. We only have it in the handle there. You can watch <laughs> anything Collegiate Rocket League related in Spanish. We have the B stream yes. right now. Hopefully, we can expand to the A stream. We will be streaming the uh, Universitario Abierto, que, which is the, the Mexican Open for the last chance qualifier spots. We're streaming the last chance qualifier, and hopefully we get all the way to the national championship. National championship is going to be also in the bag. And in Spanish, you can catch us there. I've learned so much from the GOATs, and I think that first and foremost, you got to push the brand. And if you can do us a huge uh, favor of following over there, because we need to grow the community. We'd love to have you, especially if you speak Spanish and can understand it. Or if you just want to practice. We're having a blast. All of our production team is bilingual, and we're also in communication with with Psyonix uh, constantly. So if you ever come in chat and you feel a, a little astray because you, you don't speak Spanish fluently, brother, come in. We'll welcome you with open arms. We'll, we'll <laughs> teach you the, 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 the tacos and the olas and the como estas and the bibliotecas all you want. But any and all support is really appreciated over there at Enjoy Esports L on social media and on Twitch, Enjoy Esports League. Vaudible. Plug yourself, let us know what's going on, and give a plug for CCRS. Yeah, uh, so CCRS, it is Canadian CRS on all the socials for where you can find their information. They got a Discord with a great community. They got six mans going on. I mean, if you are Canadian and want to be a part of that and you didn't know this is a thing, definitely recommend joining that because there are tons of schools, tons of information, whatever else you need to uh, be a part of that community. Definitely recommend it. And they're going to have uh, a LAN in the future, potentially. So that's huge. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, also, we'll be doing the Akron Gold versus K. You matchup in 10 minutes time on twitch.tv slash bottle nice. with uh it is going to be squid and whoopsie you casting that so uh some oh, returning casters from previous iterations of crl shout out to those guys love them coming on and uh jesse or jsa just staying alive is producing it who also does all the stuff uh for uh oh, cca and cool. efuse as well so big shout out to him too Bro, it took me your speech to find uh, the the Canadian yeah. <laughs> rocket soccer. But, but by the way, golden name. I love it. it. It's so distinct. It took me your speech to find it. So you have no excuse, chat. Find it and follow it. There you go. <laughs> and of course, uh, you can join us on this podcast every week. Uh, most likely going to be rushing the release of this one on the spotify apple podcasts and most likely the youtube as well we've had a couple issues on the back end i've noticed with a uh, frame drop so for those of you watching live thank you for hanging out with us this entire time enjoying the content that has been provided yes again follow the champ 3 podcast it is available on spotify apple podcasts youtube and right here on twitch.tv slash kendo slice in vivid blur uh, next week we're going to be looking to uh cover <laughs> next week we have covered some of the preseason predictions we have covered a couple of regional perspectives we want to take a closer look at the team so you're not gonna want to miss it and we look forward to seeing you next time